Okay, so that concludes 20 minutes of meditation. I would encourage you to keep your eyes closed and join me in the third step prayer. We're going to do the prayer one line at a time, one breath at a time, with a few breaths in between each line to actually do what it's asking us to do or not do what it's asking us to not do. So, for me, the first line of the prayer is the word God. I just breathe in the word God. And I take a few breaths, and in my mind I continue to call to this thing we call God, or higher power, or infinite intelligence, whatever you want to call it. But take a few breaths, and in your mind call to it like you would call to a friend if you were trying to get their attention. And when you're ready, breathe out the second line of the prayer. I offer myself to thee. And I take a few breaths and I think about my commitment to that statement. Do I really? Am I willing to offer myself, all of me, all of my fears, all of my resentments, all of my story, all of me? to my higher power. And I breathe in to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Again, I take a few breaths. And I try to see if there isn't a feeling or a sense or a knowing of what my higher power might want to do with me or build with me today, right now. And I breathe out. Relieve me of the bondage of self. And I take a few breaths. And I try to see what it might feel like or sound like or be like if I had no bondage of self. No story, no old ideas, no opinions. Just a quiet, open mind. And I breathe in, that I may better do thy will. Again, I take a few breaths and I think about how much better could I do God's will if I had a quiet, open mind. And I breathe out, take away my difficulties. And I take a few breaths and I look over my day today so far. 
and I try to see what have been my difficulties. What has gotten in the way of me being the person that I think my higher power would have me be? And I breathe in that victories over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. And I take a few breaths and I think about the people I might come in contact with the rest of today. And I think about how I might affect them if I really was an example of God's power, God's love, and God's way of life. And I breathe out the last line of the prayer. May I do thy will always. And I allow myself to smile and I take a few breaths and I picture myself doing God's will right here, right now, always. And whenever you're ready, you can gently open your eyes. Try to become aware of the seeing that starts happening as soon as your eyes open. Try to just allow yourself to be conscious of the seeing. Try not to get attached to what you're seeing. Just that seeing is happening. Oh, I'm seeing a cup. I like to talk to my higher power about what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a cup. I'm seeing a speaker, I'm seeing a kitchen, I'm seeing sunlight, I'm seeing leaves. And I try not to get caught up in a story about leaves, just allowing myself to see them and to be aware that I am seeing them. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay, so. I'm Randy, I'm alcoholic. Uh, what that means to me is that my body is allergic to alcohol. I can never ever drink alcohol successfully ever again, one day at a time, today, forever, because I'm allergic to alcohol, that's all. I'm allergic to it, it's over. The reason I'm allergic to alcohol is because I have a disease, they call the disease alcoholism. It's a disease that centers in my mind, not in alcohol. The disease is not in the alcohol. The solution to the disease was in the alcohol for a very long time. Alcohol was a medicine that quieted my mind and allowed me to be okay in this moment. And it allowed me to, <clears throat> it allowed me to be taller and stronger and more create, creative and more courageous and a better dancer and funnier 
and it allowed me to interact with people better and go to parties easier and go to work easier. And I thought it made me a better driver, but I'm pretty sure that's not true. <laughs> but the reason I drank alcohol so much is because alcohol did for me everything I ever wanted. It just made life bearable, made it great for a very long time. And I drank it a lot. And today I'm allergic to it, so I can't drink it anymore. But I, not drinking it doesn't cure alcoholism. If it did, I would be in really good shape right now. I haven't drank for a very long time. But what I find is that I still have the same disease. I have the same self-talking, unsatisfiable, fault-finding, opinionated mind that I ever had that still has all the same opinions about you and about me and about the world. And it loves to tell me what those are. And it loves to find fault with you and everybody around me. And it loves to make me uncomfortable in my own skin. And it does it in my own voice. It doesn't make sense because in any given moment, I can turn my attention to my higher power. And in any given moment, I can be completely comfortable right here, right now. I can be delighted. I can look the world in the eye. I can be at perfect peace and ease all by myself, alone. In any given moment. <clears throat> but, but if I am not practicing the program, if I'm not practicing, then I'm in alcoholism. That's the way I see it. I might be wrong. I hope you have a different experience. I hope that you wake up in the morning and your mind is quiet because you haven't drank for a long time and everything looks, uh, looks good and seems to be in perfect order and the universe makes sense to you. <laughs> no fault finding. You can sit at a red light and not start talking to yourself about, hey, this red light seems to have been red for a very long time. I think someone's trying to get at me. Someone's screwing with me. <clears throat> and it's that subtle. And it starts all over again. So, I've got to treat this disease. Alcohol did it for a very long time. And it was super easy. And I'm into super easy. I want the easiest, softest way to feel okay right now. <clears throat> but the program is another way. And 12 steps. If applied as a way of life right now, if the, if the principles of the 12 steps is applied right now as a way of life right now, it can expel my obsession to drink right now and enable me right now to be happily and usefully whole. <clears throat> Don't know what's going on. I think I got the same allergies uh, Paul has today. <laughs> so I have alcoholism. It needs to be treated. The 12 steps do that. And we're in the sixth step. And the sixth step is the end of old character. It's the end of it. The sixth step says that I'm entirely ready right now. Says it in the prayer. I'm entirely ready right now to have God. I'm entirely ready to have God and to have God remove my defects of character because in the having of God, in the having of the consciousness of a higher power in this moment, there is no self. 
There is no story. There is no old idea. There is no old health or health problems. There's just right now. The craziest thing about health is that at, at this moment right now, I have some health issues. Mm. But at this moment right now, I am exactly perfectly 100% healthy for this moment. My health in this moment is the perfect health for me for this moment in this journey of life that I'm in. So there's no sense complaining about it or finding fault with it. It's just what it is. And it's going to be that. And what it is, is perfect. It's perfect. My health today is perfect for me on this journey where I'm at today, right now. I have no health issues. I have my life. That's all I have. So I'm entirely ready to have God remove all of my defects of character. My defects of characters are the lies that I tell myself that I believe are true. And my fears. Um, does somebody know where we are in the book? Valerie, do you know where we are? We finished 64 last week. Oh. Finished page 64, starting page 65. Okay. Okay, it is good. Evident. Right? In this, it is nowhere evident. Okay. All right. So, I'm going to read out of the 12 and 12. We're on page 65. It is nowhere evident, at least in this life, that my creator expects me to fully eliminate my instinctual drives. So far as I know, it is nowhere on record that God has completely removed from any human being all of its natural drives. So I've got these instincts, I've got these natural drives. They're in me for a reason. They keep me alive. They are the underlying infinite intelligence of the universe that says, okay, it's time to eat. So I get hungry. Or it's time to find a partner so that there'll be more people on the planet. So there'll be people. Uh, or it's time to find shelter. Because it's getting dark and there's big things out there in the woods. <laughs> Real big things in the woods, not the ones in my mind. <clears throat> Since I am born with an abundance of natural desires, it isn't strange that I often let these far exceed their intended purpose. When they drive me blindly, or I willfully demand that they supply me with more satisfactions or pleasures than are possible or do me, that is the point at which I depart from the degree of perfection that God wishes for me here on earth. Uh, so here's what's crazy about earth. Uh, Everywhere man isn't, it works perfectly. It works absolutely perfectly. When there needs to be water, there's water. When there needs to be dryness, there's dryness. The flowers have bees. If they need to get the pollen from one flower to another, there's a bee for that. The bee doesn't wake up and think, oh, I got to go pollinate these flowers. The bee's just doing what it's here to do. And everywhere on earth, the things that do what they're supposed to do without any self-will, without any uh, will free of this, the instincts that were given to them by God, they do their thing and it works perfectly. The only place it's screwed up is where I am because I don't want to grow fingernails today. I want them, but I don't want to grow them. 
I don't want to eat the right foods. I want to eat whatever I want. I don't want to eat what I know is good for me. I want chocolate and ice cream. That is the measure of my character defects, or if you wish, of my sins. I, I don't call them sins. I call them character defects. They're, they're, my character defects are the lies that I tell myself that I believe are true. And those lies look like if I don't get the best deal in every business situation that I'm less of a man. And so for you to do business with me, you're going to have to allow me to get the best deal. <laughs> and I know that a lot of you probably have that, uh, that same delusion. <laughs> so when we get in the room and each of us has to have the best deal to win, to be okay, makes for a very rocky business experience. If I ask, God will certainly forgive my derelictions. So this is what I, this is my experience. My experience is, is that my higher power doesn't care what I've done up until this moment right now. It only wants me to be here with an open mind and be willing to do its will. That's all it wants for me. It wants me to fit my will into its will like the bees fit in and pollinate all the bushes and then those things become flowers and then those flowers become fruit and then that fruit feeds everything around it and the part that it doesn't feed animals, it goes back into the earth and refeeds the earth. And you wanna know something crazy? I have three trees in my front yard. I have a lime tree, a lemon tree, and an orange tree and they're all within about two feet of each other. And I don't put any stuff in the ground. I don't put any orange supplies in the ground so my orange tree knows to make oranges. And I don't put any special stuff in the ground for the lime tree to make limes. And I don't differentiate. I got dirt and air and water. And those three trees, each one of them makes a different fruit from exactly the same materials. You tell me a business where you can put the same materials into something and it comes out three different ways. The universe is unbelievably amazing. God's world is crazy. That those trees, these hard wood trees make fruit is crazy. Soft fruit comes out of these hard trees. <clears throat> But in, uh, okay, so if I ask, God will certainly remove my derelictions. But it doesn't take my will. It loves me so much, it will not take my will. So in no case does it render me white as snow and keep me that way without my cooperation. Or without my, yeah, without my cooperation. That is something I'm supposed to be willing to work towards myself. So step six is less me more God. I'm entirely willing to have my will removed in this moment and to show up in step seven, which has to have step six, because the willingness to let go of the old ideas and the old story and the old opinions and everything that I've been trusting and relying on for the power for my life, which was alcoholism, I have to be willing 
to let go of that and have God. That is something I'm supposed to be willing to work toward myself. It asks only that I try as best as I know how to make progress in the building of character. So doing these 12 steps is a character building experience. I don't build the character. The, the, the life that comes out of applying these steps is where the character is built, but the new character is being built. And the new character is here, but the old character is also here. They're both here. I have to turn. That's the part I play in this, in this earth ride. I get to decide. Am I going to turn this way and energize self? Or am I going to turn this way and be the man that I think my higher power would have me be? And it's, it's what I think it would have me be. <clears throat> it only asks that I try the best as I know how, the best as I think I'm doing God's will to progress in this building of character. So... Step six, entirely ready to have God remove all of these defects of character, is AA's way of stating the best possible attitude I can take in order to make a beginning on this lifetime job. It's not a, this is not a one-off. It's an everyday right now. It's an everyday right now awareness. <clears throat> it's a lifetime job. This does not mean that I expect all my character defects to be lifted out of me as the drive to drink was. So the drinking obsession was removed. The obsession to not be Randy, to not be my old ego and my old character, that's gonna go slowly kicking and screaming. The, uh, there, there's the delusion, the delusion that I will one day rest satisfaction and happiness out of this world if I only manage well. That delusion, that lie that I tell myself, that's what the book is telling me, that that's a delusion. That that is a lie that I tell myself, that one day I'm going to read the right book, or I'm going to go to the right retreat, or I'm going to have the right sponsor, or do the steps right. And then once I do that, then I'm going to be okay. Then I'll be okay. And it's always out there in the future, because that's how the disease works. It's all, you're always going to be okay some other time. Not now. Now you have to suffer. But it's okay because one day you're going to be okay. That's the disease. In God's world, the suffering's over right now. All I have to do is have this surrender, have the willingness to have this surrender, and the suffering is over right now, and I become delighted. This does not mean that I expect my, all of my character defects to be lifted out of me as the drink to drive was forever, but I do expect them all to be lifted out of me right now for this moment. A few of them may be, but with most of them, I shall have to be content with patient improvement. <clears throat> the, the improvement isn't that my character is getting better. The improvement isn't that I'm learning how to act better because that would be resting on the idea that one day I'm going to manage well because I'm getting better. That's not the improvement. The improvement is, is that now I have an improved attitude towards turning towards God.
that I'm now willing to have more God. <laughs> so this program is not about learning. It's not about learning. It's not about managing well. It's not learning how to manage well. It's so hard to hear that because most of you came to this meeting today hoping to learn something that you could then go out and practice and be better in your life and get, get the relationship you've been trying to get or the money you've been trying to get or the house you've been trying to get because one day you're going to manage well and be happy. But there is no one day. This is the day. This is it right here, right now. This is the happiest day I could ever have right here, right now with whatever I have. There's nowhere to go. There's nothing that needs to be managed. It's all taken care of. It's done. All I have to do is turn my attention to my higher power and do what I think it would have me do. <clears throat> the key words entirely ready underline the fact that I want to aim at the very best I know or can learn. Entirely ready to have God. I'm entirely ready in this moment to have God. In this moment. <clears throat> You don't have to be scared that uh, you're going to become the hole in the donut because it can't happen. God gave you free will. Any moment you get scared that this thing is going too good and that this God life is too too darn good, at any moment you can start finding fault with your uh, with your life experience again. At any moment you can start worrying and be full of fear. God will let you have that as much as you want. <clears throat> but I also can aim towards be, being entirely willing right now to have God right now. More. More. So that I could come to believe more that this power greater than me is the power that restores me to sanity. So the first three steps has the whole program in it. <clears throat> Four, five, and six just help me to see me better so that I could be entirely willing to make a decision to turn my will in my life over to the care of God as I understood it because I've done a little bit more work now and I have a little bit better understanding of what my life is without God and what my life is with a power greater than myself. So I'm going to stop there. <sighs> Step six is the end of the old character. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Just like at the end, uh, right before the third step prayer on page 63, it says, I am reborn right now in this moment. I am reborn in my entire readiness to have more God, to have more of a relationship, to go deeper into my surrender. So uh, that's it. We're going to open the meeting up. If you'd like to share, you could share. If you want to ask a question, you can ask a question. If you share, uh, it will be recorded unless you ask me to not record it. And if you ask me to not record it, I'll, I'll pause the recording. Um, that's it. So who would like to share? Yes, Paul. Paul, an alcoholic with alcoholism and allergies. Um, 
thanks for pointing out at the end of the reading uh, the patient improvement. Um, when you said that the patient improvement is not, it's the improvement in turning, in a sense. It really made me realize that I do have this underlying idea that I'm working on Paul 2.0 and it's going to be better than Paul 1.0, but I'm going to still retain, I'm picking and choosing and retaining these aspects that I want to retain. I'll just make them a little bit better. And in the, in the truth of the matter is, as you, as you point out very well, um, that the improvement is in, I would say in my free will, my free will is to either turn toward my higher power or away. That's what my free, that's how my will is free. And if I exercise my will to turn towards God instead of toward myself, that's the improvement. It doesn't, it's, it has nothing to do with what anything that I associate with Paul. It's really in the act of turning. So, thanks. That really opens things up for me. Thank you. <clears throat> thanks, Paul. Uh, Rick. <coughs> Rick, alcoholic. Hi, Rick. Thank you for uh, having this meeting today, Randy. Uh, this is really good stuff. Um, this is really important. It helps reinforce what my what my sponsor always tells me. Uh, he's big on doing a nightly inventory. And he's big on identifying where are my character defects? What are the things that happened today? And he always asked, so what's going on? And I go, oh, I'm working on, he's like, what do you mean you're working on Hmm. stuff? You don't work on stuff. Hmm. You go through your inventory at night to identify these things so that you will turn them over to God Hmm. or your higher power. He says, people say, oh, I'm working on this. He's like, no, God works on these things. You identify them. And then in the morning, when I do my morning program, I kind of look at what I identified the night before, and I might talk, God, okay, we need to look at these things today. Can I please have help with these things today? Our program of sobriety, maybe at the beginning, is about not drinking and about taking lots of commitments and going to lots of meetings. But after a certain point in time, and I think a lot of us here at this meeting especially, realize that it's the ism. And the only way to treat that ism is not about commitments. It's not about how many meetings you're going to. It's only about turning. That is the only place that peace is found. And for me at this point, the steps are about turning, identifying where my character defects are, realizing that I can't do anything about them other than reaching out to my higher power and turning them over, saying, please help me with that. Thank you. Thanks, Rick. Susan? Hi, I'm Susan. I am an alcoholic. Hi, Susan. With alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, Randy. I am the dog behind me making noise. I can't stop the noise. But <laughs> I am part of that club. I wake up in the morning with this negative, immediately going to who did me wrong or who, what is happening or everybody's life is better. It takes... It takes less time now to turn, but for the last few days, it, it, I just didn't. And it's all about that. The IRS, here we go, money. 
mm-hmm. um, until I was pushed against the wall. And with myself, I pushed myself against the wall, and and I just, I simply asked God to step in to help me, and and it does work. I, I have no idea why at times I just, I I, I just that fear just comes back, um, or my self, my self will, my my self, just does not let go. Um, but as soon as I turn and as soon as I actually get on my knees and have to write it down, there's God. Um, and this meeting, this meeting helps. I couldn't, I couldn't meditate that well. Um, but I was able to sit down quietly for a while. Um, so life is better, life is better than it was years ago. And I'm really grateful to be here. That's it. Thanks, Susan. Welcome. Michelle. Hi, I'm Michelle. I'm alcoholic as as well. Thank you so much for this meeting. Um, I just love step six. I I love the steps because God has shown up for me in every step that I've taken. And, um, And that is just such a gift. It's just such a gift. And so when I was redoing step six after one of my, um, meetings because I, uh, I go back it seems like every step I go back to six and seven it just dumps me back there four five six seven and um and I I so I was praying to God to help me with my ego to help me see my ego and you can imagine when you pray that prayer earnestly what kind of day you're gonna have so um it was just a rocker of a day and um he showed me through this incidents that happened that one of the things that I do when someone hurts me, because someone really hurt me, <coughs> is I I withdraw. <clears throat> like I remove myself from them, mm-hmm. and and I'm very angry, uh, hurt, and then I say, okay, well they can't have me. And so what he showed me is is obviously forgiveness that I need. To, first he showed me that that's something that I did. And then he also showed me that that's something that I did with him when I was very small, when I was a child, when I didn't get my way and when I felt like he wasn't um, providing me with the answers that I wanted. So it was just it was just such an amazing thing to, um, you know, to pray that prayer about ego and then to see how my ego works to protect itself by removing. And um, and and it's really it's it, it was it's taught me a lot. And um, it's brought me a lot closer to God because I realized that that's, that's how I protect myself, even from him, because sometimes the intimacy with God is just really, um, it's difficult to sit in that kind of intimacy. And, and, and you know, it, it, it's just, it makes you very vulnerable. So anyway, so that was, that was just what it brought up for me. I like the idea that it's not going to be... Um, a big zap, like he removed the desire for me to drink. That's not what this is going to be like. This is me actively seeking and and working and then having things revealed to me. So um, he's never let me down. And I'm excited that um, I get to be a part of this group. So thank you for listening. Thanks, Michelle. Melody. Hey, guys, I'm Melody. I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Melody. Good to be here. Nice to see everybody. Um, so I have a lot of stuff. I have um, 
that in step six, especially the part we read today, is that I get to see that uh, where I've chosen alcohol um, instead of a um, a perfect relationship with a power, a perfect relationship with love that I've chosen in myself and my character and so I love when you said that step six is the end of the old character but it's always a choice um I also really identified in love that you said the application and everything um that I need in the day not that all I want to do but in the day is in the first three steps Mm -hmm. that I have that ability to be powerless and to see that my life is unmanageable and to hit that reset and hitting the reset in step three, at least for me, when I can see that my character is driving me, my instincts are driving me, that whenever I'm having this dependency on something other than uh, other than my new relationship with God, that I kind of put it on the back burner. Like right now, I just, I'm recovering from a total knee. And so right now I have this relationship with pain and how to get out of it, (laughs) you know? And, um, and if I don't bring God into it, then I suffer. I, Mm -hmm. I, um, I forget that I have a perfect release because I truly believe that, um, that the universe, my power does not give me more than I can handle and that I have the tools and know what to do. Um, like you made reference to, I may not want to do them. I don't want to get up and walk around. I don't want to push myself, you know, but my experience is, is if I don't do things I'm supposed to do, especially in application with say a joint, then it gets stiff. Uh, I become more in pain and other joints start to hurt. So it is this this effect, this kind of waterfall effect that happens when I choose self. Um, and that can happen to me for anything. It can happen for spending. It may be just a little bit, you know, a false dependency. I don't feel good about myself, so I'm going to buy, a, you know, a new dress or maybe something simple. I'm going to get some lotion, and then pretty soon that turns into like $150 worth of facial cream, right? And so I'm no longer you know, I'm no longer using my instincts with God in mind because sure, if you have dry skin, you need lotion, but do I need everything that my instincts tell me to Mm -hmm. need? And so I was just wondering um, if you could talk a little bit more about how, how, how that relationship you know, I'm talking about my warped mind and when I'm in my old character, how my dependency on something other than God totally overtakes me. How do I forget that easily? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That's the disease. That's the mystery of the disease that I know that I have become aware that there's a power greater than myself and that when I rightly relate myself to that power, I get sanity, which is a quiet mind, peace. I know that. I know that. I talk about it all the time. I still have lots of time in my life where I am talking to myself about if I just had that, then I'd be happy. It doesn't sound exactly like that, but that's what it is. And so I get distracted by shiny things on this planet and that's, and I forget. And, 
And then, you know, usually it takes spending too much or eating too much or drinking too much or getting a speeding ticket from driving too fast or something, you know, stops me. And then I, oh, look, or you know what's even better? I go to a meeting. If I go to a meeting, I could be reminded by your story about what's going on in your mind. I could see myself like what you're just talking about. And then I don't have to go and hit a bottom and crash. So being around people that are in recovery helps. Reading 60 to 63 every single morning reminds me of who I am. And I have to do the work. It doesn't happen by accident. It doesn't happen in time. And it doesn't happen because I didn't drink today. I can't drink today. But that doesn't create a recovery situation. It just means I didn't drink. So, you know. I wish there was a trick. There's no tricks. Joel, whoops, <laughs> Joel. You're muted, you have to unmute yourself. We'll see if that was smart. There we got it, we got you. Hi, my name's Joel, I'm an alcoholic. Thanks everybody for being here. Um, Hi, Joel. To me, the 12 steps are it's it's a constant peeling of the onion, mm-hmm. and they're they're in in their essence to me. I think they're simple, but they're not easy, and I can make them complicated. For example, the third step: made a decision. That's all it is: making a decision. It's not there's no doing. I'll complicate that, but it's making a decision, and I'm reminded as. I think you mentioned it, you know, you can go back and do the three-step over and over, you know, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. That's the closest I'll ever get. I'm not sure, did did you say you got better at dancing when you got sober? You no. must have been doing it no. wrong, I'll no. tell you that. No, um, I did not say that. Okay. But six, we're entirely ready to have God remove, remove all these defects of character. And I, I think back, you know, you mentioned uh, chocolate and ice cream. You know, there's some defects of character I'm I'm really still enjoying. And I'm not ready to give them up. You know, I try to tell myself I want to, you know, physically I want to take care of what's left. But that's, that's within a margin. You know, I found during the, for example, uh, during the pandemic, I made three really good close friends that I probably shouldn't have ever started hanging out with. Little Debbie, Ben, and Jared. <laughs> and and I know they were bad for me, but I enjoyed them. <laughs> and and I, again, for me, I can be so hard on myself. <laughs> and some of it is learning that I'm. You know, you talked about you're in the, you're exactly the health you should be. I'm doing exactly what I want to do today, mm. or I would be doing something else. Mm. I'm doing exactly what I choose to do at this moment, or I would be doing something else. Mm. And then just own it and embrace it. Like I say, defects of character, um, you know, I can clobber myself with them, but there's some of them. I had Ben and Jerry's last night. I, I'm not going to beat myself up over it. It was good. Um, but I'm a much different person today, and the defects of character I have today 
are much less toxic uh, to me and certainly to others around me than they were when I was drinking and using. And I'll go back on mute. Thanks, Joe. Yep. That is true. I'm a much, much better person to be around today than I have ever been. Who's next? What time is it? 12.20. We got 10 minutes. Yes, Kathy. Hi, Randy and everyone. Thank you so much for this meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, what to say? Um, defects of character, I think what you meant, everything you said, every, everything everyone said is really... Um, what I needed to hear this morning, you know, but I guess all I want to say is that the defects of character for me, it seems to me that, um, because we just finished the fourth step and I think that I'm having a hard time, um, trying to define what those character defects are. So the only thing that I can say in this is that, um, the fears, resentments, and the sexual uh, conduct. Um, what we did our inventory on, underneath all of that, there were some character defects that kind of drove me. And Randy, you mentioned about the instincts, you know, just in collision. Because I want this, you know, my will. And, um, but I think the character defects, I don't know if it's the selfishness, dishonesty, fear and resentment. Is that what it, anyway, that's that's where I'm kinda that's where I kinda struggle. Um, I don't know if I need to define it because one of the questions I have is when we do the seventh step, do we just say, God, remove, you know, like you call it the sixth step prayer. Remove all these defects of character. Mm-hmm. Um, because they, they don't really get removed, right? I mean, they do. But when I was reading in the book, they say that um, some of them do get removed right away, just like maybe the obsession to drink gets removed right away sometimes. Uh, Bill had that. But anyway, I, I'm kind of, or do we individually say, God, I, like last night I was watching, oh God, I've been watching that series of Exorcist. And I don't know why I do it, because later when it gets dark, like I start watching it during the day, and then at night, it's like I'm looking around, kind of, what was that song? You know, and I, I kind of torture myself that way, but um, I was like, God, please take away this fear, you know, but I did it to myself. So, I don't know, I, I guess it's going to be an on, you know, because it's character removing and character building, right? So. Anyway, that's all I have. Thank you so much. Thanks, Randy. Thanks, Kathy. Yeah, four and five, I need to become rigorously self-honest with myself because those who do not recover are people who cannot or will not completely give themselves to this simple program. Usually, those people are ones that are constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves. That's me. 
I am, as an alcoholic with alcoholism, constitutionally, the way that I'm made, as an alcoholic with alcoholism, I'm constitutionally incapable of being honest with myself. That's why four and five are there, because four, I try to be honest with myself, and five, I read it to another human being, and they usually go, hmm, you might want to look at that from a different angle, and get more honest with myself, and I start to see things I never saw before, but... Uh, the way that we do the four-step out of that big book, Awakenings, with those pages, there is a section called the delusions. And I get to see my delusions in the way that it's laid out. And I have to see the delusions so that I know more, better, that I... Uh, uh, if I can't see myself, it's hard to become entirely willing to to have it removed. It It's... I have to see it first. I have to see what the things are that I'm asking to be removed. Uh, and and it just keeps going deeper and deeper. But that's a great question. And we could look at that again sometime at that, that the delusions. Who's next? 12.24, six minutes, two more. Anybody? Well, while we're waiting, I would just remind you to become aware that you're breathing. <laughs> Take another breath. Hi, Venetia. Thank you. Yeah, I don't want to interrupt your enjoyment, actually. It's, it's too good. But um, yeah, hi, everyone. Venetia, alcoholic. Um, wow, this meeting has been extraordinary. Um, it's sort of... Uh, yeah, I'm sort of lost for words a bit, Randy. But um, I guess what I'm experiencing is um, more and more of a surrendered state, you know, real deflation. I mean, I have to put my hands up, you know, there still is that that bit about one day. I, I, I don't phrase it like one day I'll crack it. But yeah, one day, I, you know, I'm going to be okay with this pain I'm suffering today, or I have a different way to do that, or... I wouldn't use the words fix, I'd be quite careful about the language, but yeah, the, the energy underneath of it is still there. And um, it's been really helpful. And something that um, something that you said, I missed last week, I was away, but the week before, you said something about that um, it wasn't the anger that was the defect, it was what created it. And it was just like, oh, my God, it was just so um, like a precision instrument. I mean, the, 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 and I just wondered whether that related, maybe it's a topic for another time, about the fears as well, whether it's not the, the self-centered fear, but it's whatever's creating it. Do you, do you treat it in the same way with that? Yeah, like the individual fears, I'm, I'm not that concerned with, but the fear, the underlying fear for me as an alcoholic with alcoholism, this is for me, you might not have this fear, but for me, the, the underlying fear is that I'm a loser and that you're going to find out. The, my deepest, darkest fear is that I'm a loser, that I really am, and that all this stuff I'm doing on the outside, faking it till I make it is going to get exposed one day. And that's the fear that needs to be removed. Because the truth of the matter is, is that every single one of us is God's gift to the planet, if we'll rightly relate ourselves to it. 
<laughs> so, so that fear is totally unfounded and ungrounded also. But, I, but that's, the, that's the one fear that I feel like needs to be removed. The rest of the fears are a result of my character defects, of my delusions. Yeah. Okay. Annie? Hi. Hi. Hi, Annie Alcoholic. Uh, uh, great to hear you, Randy. Thanks very much for the meeting. You know, I'm touring um, at the moment. And the last time I was here was like 14 years ago when I was much younger. It's a very dark time in my life mm -hmm. when I was really overwhelmed with alcoholism. And uh, I've come back to the city and I don't recognise it mm -hmm. at all. I'm seeing it with entirely new eyes. You know, uh, it's all really new to me. And this, uh, that has just struck me that that's very similar to what step six is like, because I can start to see life in a very different way. Um, with it, you know, my, my main character defect from which all others stem is, is um, that I try to control people, places and things. And so it means I'm always wrestling with life. And I could never go with the flow. I'm always swimming against the tide, trying to change outcomes. Uh, and I found that on this trip, you know, lots of things have gone wrong. Uh, there's lots of delays or whatever. And I felt myself getting afraid. And then I thought, no, because if this that thing happens, it's okay. Because my higher power is still with me all the time. And the situation will unfold as it's supposed to unfold. And I will know it will be okay. I'll know what to do. Mm -hmm. I'll just go with it and mm -hmm. see what happens next mm -hmm. rather than trying to stop something or change it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, it, you know, uh, and that works. That, mm -hmm. that works. It's, it's what's really been a, a, a real stop in my life is, as I said, this desire to try and control the outcome. And, you know, I'm coming more and more to the acceptance that I, I'm totally powerless over life itself. Um, life is chaotic and random, and the best thing I can do is roll with it. Um, but I roll with it not with fear, but with confidence now, because I always have my higher power with mm -hmm. me, and that's what I've been talking to. You know, whenever things have gotten a bit kind of uh, jumpy for me, or I think they're not going to work out, and, and everything's worked out, you know? Um, so it's my, my, my trip here has, has been a kind of testing time for that attitude, but that's essentially what step six is about for mm -hmm. me because it's, it's a new life, it's a new set of attitudes mm -hmm. and I don't have to be that old character anymore. I, I do have a choice mm -hmm. and, and, and I choose to, to, to believe that my higher power is with me in all situations mm -hmm. um, and I just have to, to be able to reach out and touch that. And then I'm okay. And uh, then I can let life flow and I can go with life as it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I rather think this is the kind of turning point as to step six too. You know, it's like, but when I when I first did step one, it was like my, my life, I was overwhelmed with my story and my past and my disease. I was just brought to my knees with all of that. And now it doesn't have to be like that. You know, and I realise there is a new way of life in front of me from step six onwards. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm kind of thinking about as regards to step six at the minute. So nice. thank you for listening to me. Thanks, Annie. Thanks for sharing that. That's very inspirational.
We can go anywhere, anytime, and it doesn't matter because we got a higher power with us, and that's it. That's the only thing I have to pack, my American Express and my higher power. Everything else I can get on the road. <laughs> all right. I appreciate you all so much. I thank you for coming here today and meditating with me. I may not have meditated today if you didn't show up, so you may have saved my life, and, uh, and the prayer is good, too. Um, we're next Saturday. I, I think we'll be here next Saturday from Nashville, from Swanee, and uh, we'll do we'll do the retreat. For, uh, we'll do the meeting from there, and um, that's it. So have a great week, and we'll take a moment of silence. I know we ran over a little bit. Uh, I need confirmation. Okay, if you need a court card, you gotta email me. Who needs a? Does somebody need a court card or something? Uh, yeah, send me, okay, randy at turningpointfilms.com, randy at turningpointfilms.com, if you email me, I will email you back, okay, so we'll take a moment of silence. So you can all unmute yourselves and we'll do the serenity prayer together. Okay, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things that cannot change, the courage to change the things that can, and the wisdom to know the conditions. I will, and I'm fine. Be done. Oh, Thanks, Thanks so much. Hey, everybody. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Andy. Great share. Thanks. Yep. Great to see you, you all. Thank you. You're welcome, Rebecca. Nice to see you. Okay. Uh, nice is it to okay? See you. I have the screenshot. Uh, I think that's, I don't know what's okay. Where is, where are you? Tonita. Oh, I guess she's gone. Thank you so much for a beautiful meeting. I really enjoyed it and got a lot out of it. Oh, fantastic. We do it on Wednesdays and Saturdays, so come back. And we do it on oh, Monday. Too. We do, well, there's a version of this meeting with, with some meditation and, and the message on Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday Thursday. Thursday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Not to put it out of order, but those are the days. <laughs> <laughs> and would I find those times? On the LA, um, yeah, I yeah, think so. Or? But is it bare bones yeah. principles and application, or is it principles yeah. and application bare bones? Bare bones principles and application. So you got to, you got. I don't know how you would even find it, but you go to the. You can find it there somewhere. And if you go bare okay. bones, if you look for bare bones meetings, uh, three of them are principles and application meetings versions of it. Okay, perfect. It really is something that moved me and... Nice. What's, um, tell me I, your name again. I, this is Laura. Laura. I'm up in Santa Cruz. Nice. Yes. So, I really I'm appreciate you guys. I'm just putting it up, Laura. Tuesday. Uh, go, go ahead. Uh, I'm just putting up the, the, the meeting ID if you want to come on Monday, Tuesday, or Thursday. Uh, it's 772... 
The password is the same as this password. Okay, okay. and it's uh, it's still at eleven a.m. Uh, Pacific daytime. Oops. Okay, that's it. And is the meeting ID the mm-hmm. same? I I actually call in from a flip phone, so I don't. I'm not able to communicate via. I can't see anything. I'm just calling okay, like from a landline. Right. Okay. No, okay. So. Look for us on the on the LA. Um, uh, okay. Yes, also, okay. Okay. Oh, I'm excited. And do you guys do phone lists at all, or um, could I email you, no. Randy, and just get in touch with you that way? Yes, you can email me. You got my email? Yes. Was it um, the one that you just gave out, yeah. Randy, at TurningPointFilms.com? Yes. And if you want some people connections and numbers and things, Annie has all the numbers. Yeah, if you if you get in contact with the principles and application at outlook.com. Okay, principles in application at outlook.com. Outlook? Okay, perfect. Uh, com. Okay. Are you going to go down? Okay. Are you going to go down, Annie? 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 Sorry. Thank you. Appreciate uh, it. Are you going to go down to Rome, Annie? Am I going to go? To Rome. To, no, no okay. not this trip. No. Okay. No. I was gonna. No, no. I was gonna buy you a cooking class. <laughs> or your your daughter. Yeah. Okay. You must. You must give me a B and B. No, I'd love to do that. Actually. She doesn't. They sold the B and B. They sold the B and B. Now they're just doing the classes. It's holypizza.com. Okay. It is called what? Holy Pizza. H O L Y Pizza. Holy pizza. Com. Excellent. Okay, I'll look it up. Yeah, look yeah, it yeah, up. Yeah, we'll be in Rome sometime this year. Absolutely. Oh, fantastic. All right. Okay. Maybe we'll okay. be there at the same time. Okay. When are you going? I don't know. September, October, I think. Okay. Are you coming to London first to do a retreat? I would love to. We'll see if uh, if there's a uh, if okay. there's a desire. The London group is getting smaller and smaller. I mean, yeah. it's you yeah. and Venetia and 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 uh, uh-huh. Jefferson. I haven't seen uh-huh. Luke. I haven't seen um, Colin. Yeah. Colin. Uh-huh. I haven't seen. He said he was going to come back sometime, but he's not coming back. And then um, uh, Georgie. I haven't seen Georgie for a little while. Yeah. And yeah, then, yeah. but I'm sure Tina would come, and you know, yeah. we, we just have to see. We have yeah, to see. I'll speak to Claire. Yeah. Well, she's got a split group. Yeah. And uh, they might be interested. We'll take it from there, okay? Sure, we'll see. Yeah, we'll set okay. something up later okay. in the year. Bye. Okay. Okay. Nice to bye. see, see you. you soon. Bye. Bye, Joan. See you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, shoot. I kept the meeting recording all this time. <laughs> shoot.